With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. And welcome into Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd. Mackie out today, but we have replaced him with a far better looking gentleman. A, a guy that brings a panache to the show. We've it's merged. Judd. Just like, you know, Liv and PGA, we merge with Doogie. You know, this is what we've done here. So it's it's Declan, it's Judd, and it is the bonus scoop session with our friend Darren Doogie Wolfson. Channel 5 Eyewitness News scoop podcast of um, fame. He's done, what, 200 of those things or more, 300 of those things or more. It's incredible. And I'm going to start you off with this one, Darren. I'm going to start you off with a story that doesn't seem to go away. I've grown tired of it, but it continues to evolve, so that keeps my interest to a certain degree what is the latest that you can tell me on the vikings and dalvin cook what looks like a separation after a report from albert free abreer of si uh i think it was on monday or sunday that said that uh in march the vikings and dolphins actually had an agreement on a trade and it obviously didn't go through what can you tell me is the latest on dalvin cook and the expectation i think still he's going to be a former viking here yeah, I mean, that is the expectation. Hello, Judd. Hello, Declan. Yeah, I'm with you, Judd. Like Uncle Mercy, right? We've just talked this storyline into the ground. To me, what's interesting is we've yet to hear from Dalvin. There have been efforts to get Dalvin to talk on the record, yet that hasn't come to fruition. Dalvin has an agent that is willing to talk, but so far has not been willing to talk on the record on this subject. The Vikings really won't address anything on the record. But, yes, signs continue to point to Dalvin being an ex-Viking. We discussed in March, Judd, remember, that there was steam, that there was a trade offer. I will credit Albert Breer of Sports Illustrated for advancing that story, right? Like, I didn't hear it was specifically Miami. Knew of Miami interest, but I didn't know it was specifically Miami who had made the offer, and in your words, I actually didn't read what Albert wrote, but I will trust your verbiage on that, that a deal came like almost on the cusp of happening, right? And so now you wonder, okay, why didn't the Vikings exactly pull the trigger in that moment? Would Miami even be in the mix now after they made multiple moves at the running back position, including getting the kid from Texas A&M in the third round, who a lot of people have a healthy opinion of? Now, Dalvin, to me, is better than all those guys, in Miami. Miami has a ready-made roster to make a serious run, so mm-hmm. Dalvin could help them, but you look at the landscape of their roster, does Dalvin really fit in? 
I'll give you a new team. Well, a relatively new team. I think they've been floated, but a new team that I've heard is definitely interested. The New York Jets. Now, the Jets just canceled their mandatory mini camp. Next week, they start training camp early. They play in that Hall of Fame game. So they're getting rid of the mandatory mini camp next week. They start training camp earlier than everyone else. So it was easy to bag the mandatory mini camp. Robert Sala, the coach, you know, must have been pleased with what he saw during OTAs. But you look at their running back position situation, right? Brees Hall, we think we'll be back by week one. The Jets have enormous expectations right now with Aaron Rodgers. Well, they could use an upgrade at the running back position. So the story continues to linger on. I don't think, like, remember, we taped last Thursday, right? Reckless Speculation Thursday. Yep. And you guys thought, hey, let's get this thing up right away. There might be some Dalvin Cook news. I told you guys before. Well, (laughs) did I not say, I go, I don't think there's going to be news today. You did. Right? Because even though, okay, Miami and Dallas, Dallas, another team that I've heard at least internally has kicked around the option of adding Dalvin, that, okay, June 1st was this magical date the Dolphins and Cowboys created all this cap space, but it didn't necessarily mean the Vikings were making the move that day. I still will be surprised, I guess, if the Vikings cut him like here in June. If it's like July 27th, okay, I get it, or August. 27th okay I get it but like how does it like benefit the Vikings to cut him right now why not exhaust all trade options until a trade literally is not in play they were able to trade Zadarius Smith why can't you trade Dalvin Cook and I get it the number is high so Dalvin is going to have to take a pay cut like I just have a hard time believing anybody is paying Dalvin that number but at some point doesn't Dalvin come to that realization okay, I need to take some sort of cut. Let me just get on my way to New York or maybe Miami, maybe Buffalo, maybe Dallas. Let's just move on with this thing. But here's what I don't get. And this is this is what confuses me. So about three weeks to a month back, there was, I want to say, a report came out from, I don't know whom, saying that the Vikings were trying to do right by Cook. Like the Vikings were trying, going out of their way to treat him well because he'd been here a long time. This at this point does not feel like doing right. This feels like the opposite. This feels like animosity city, baby, because you're holding on to a guy like, like Dukes, as you just said, you know, you're talking about July. Well, jobs are hard to get by then. Like teams are filled up. If the, if Quazy had an opportunity to trade this guy for a draft pick in March and didn't, what the hell was he thinking? Like, was, well, was I he- don't know if that's like 100% true. But Albert is very plugged in. So yeah. let's take Albert and his right word on that. But they're not and doing that right to me is malpractice. That is that is botch city by Quasi Adolfo Mensa. Yeah. If indeed Miami was offering a pretty significant pick, not a first or a second, but right. potentially a day two pick, right? Maybe that pick that they ended up selecting the Texas A&M running back, right? If yeah. that pick was in play and the Vikings did not pull the trigger, like what? Hello, but I don't know that to be 100% true. I just know it continues to trend toward Dalvin being an ex-Viking. I continue to hear a lot of good things behind the scenes. In fact, after OTA access later today, we can bond out in Egan. We'll hold hands, sing Kumbaya like always, Judd, right? I hope to track down Ty Chandler because I continue to hear really good things behind the scenes, what the Vikings coaching staff thinks of Ty Chandler. Okay, so Alexander Madison... Number one running back 
but they want to create some opportunities for Ty Chandler, right? So how does Dalvin exactly fit in? We still talk about being a pass-first offense. You just don't pay, logically, a running back that much money. Right now, I mentioned last week, this time, this slot last week, that, hey, there's some sense that maybe Dalvin is having some second thoughts, right? That maybe, okay, he's not going to make the money that he's currently set to make, that if he's going to take a pay cut, why not do it here in Minnesota compared to elsewhere? But even if the case, I just continue to have a hard time seeing Dalvin staying here in Minnesota. But hey, I'll continue to say, as popular a teammate as there is, incredibly well-liked in that Mm -hmm. locker room. And I still think he's got at least one really good year in him. I get it. You know, you can look at the numbers last year in many different ways, right? The zero yard runs, the minus one yard runs, the minus two yard runs, right? You can do a deep dive deck, but I'm sure you have on the numbers, right? You can paint the picture that Dalvin is cooked in many ways based on his 2022 season. I just think the shoulder surgery he had in January will lead him to have at least one more rock solid year. So wherever he lands, I think Dalvin is going to have a good season. Dudes, forgive me if we did not share this juicy piece of reckless speculation. And hell, it might not be exactly completely true, but we got a nice note from a listener last Wednesday uh, that he saw Dalvin Cook, Kwesi Adolfo Mensa, Zach Hiller, and another person he did not recognize enjoying a nice little lunch at Manny's last Wednesday. Maybe talking the future, maybe talking to your point, maybe bringing him back. So clearly there is dialogue between the both parties here. And even in the Albert Breer post, he mentioned that there was a thought of bringing back Dalvin Cook as an explosive complementary piece to Alexander Madison. Now, I, I don't think that comes to fruition. I think, I think Dalvin Cook is indeed elsewhere by the time week one rolls around. But clearly there is dialogue between these two parties to try to make right by Dalvin, whether that's by trade or restructure or however those cards end up shaking out. I am sending a text as you speak, Declan, to verify if said luncheon happened at Manny's. Let's see if somebody gets back to me during the course of this conversation. Zach Killer is Dalvin's agent, for those who don't know. Zach represents a few players, including former gopher Mo Ibrahim. He's got J.K. Dobbins, the running back with Baltimore. But Zach isn't, you know, athletes first or creative arts agency where he's got hundreds of clients, Drew Rosenhaus, right? So, Zach, it's more an intimate, you know, one-on-one type relationship where, yes, in theory, Zach could easily have been in town last week. There was some scuttlebutt that Dalvin has been in town at different points. Now he's also been in Florida, but that he hasn't exclusively been in Florida. So, Declan, I am checking on that. But okay, let's just play this thing out. Okay, this luncheon happened downtown Minneapolis, Manny's. Okay, they're just trying mm. to come to some sort of happy mm. medium. Like you think about Zadarius Smith hires a new agent, right? That new agent brokered the trade to Cleveland, right? So it's very possible that was the type of conversation taking place. It wasn't necessarily, hey, let's find a way to keep Dalvin in purple. Let's keep him here in Minnesota. Interesting stuff. Uh, Let's get to the Wolves next. But Declan, before we do that, I want you to throw up that beautiful picture of those videos of throttle therapy, because I want to talk to you about our friends at Power Lodge and Miller Marine, which is a marriage of throttle therapy between fun on the land and fun on the water. Look at that. Get in that boat. You put on Purple Daily. You put on uh, Score North programming, and then you pull the throttle. And that is 
throttle therapy, pick your power, and head to Power Lodge locations, Brainerd, Onamia, Ramsey, and Miller Marine St. Cloud. Temps are up and prices are down. Some of the summer deals happening right now, a Bennington pontoon at 28.8. And for a bonus, the first eight people that buy are going to get a trailer for $1,888. Or you finance it all, uh, $288 a month. Whatever you need, you've got it with over 300 pontoons in stock. PowerLodge.com, MillerMarine.com are the places to check out. All right, Dukes, what can you tell us? All right, well, here's the update. You ready? Oh, you got it. Oh, God, yeah. Sorry. All right. Yes. Declan, what you just described, I don't know if it was specifically Manny's. I'll trust the person who shot the that toast. in there, Declan, but yes. Check on the toast. The toast is delicious. So it did it is. Yeah, you can't go wrong in Manny's, but yes. Okay. Uh, Declan, good, reckless, not even reckless right now. Not we reckless now, confirmed. It. Good speculation initially that we then can follow up on. Good stuff from, you can name the listener, give the listener some credit. Uh, Thank you to that person for helping us. Michael, I believe. Mike, thank you very I'm much. I'm being Judd. I'm butchering his name. Might not be Michael. Could be a Jeff. Could be an Adam. But I'm well, anyway, sure we Michael. appreciate it. You know what? Send <laughs> us your tips. Doogie will check them. We'll vet them if they're true. Shout out on the show. All right, uh, Darren Timberwolves. What can you tell us about the potential future of uh, Sachin Gupta, who is still in the Wolves front office and actually ran the team in the period from Gerson Rosas to Tim Conley? Yes, and hey. Suchin didn't do a whole lot at that trade deadline, right? But, like, you can respect his patience, his ability to connect with a lot of different people. You know, he doesn't need the headlines, the spotlight, right? Just worked really hard behind the scenes. Like, you could have made a case that they should have just removed the interim tag from Suchin Gupta, made him the president of operations. So a lot of people thought because he had an opportunity this time last year to head to the Houston Rockets. So a lot of people thought, okay, he's going to end up in Houston. He didn't get the job here. They hire above. They bring in Tim Connolly. Why would Sachin Gupta stay here in Minnesota? Well, hey, he stayed here in Minnesota. But now the question is, does he continue to stay here in Minnesota? I was told by a couple of league sources, stay tuned on that situation. I'm not convinced. His wife is an accomplished doctor, delivers babies, right? Ooh. So she may have some other opportunities. He may have some other opportunities, maybe even away from basketball. Who knows? Maybe circles back to basketball at some point. But, like, really, really smart guy. I would just say let's stay tuned on Sachin Gupta's future in the Wolves' front office. If he ultimately does leave, he will be missed greatly, like, in terms of the cap, Manny Rohan does a good job with the Wolves with the cap, but just to have Suchin, you know, heck, just somebody to kickstart some trade ideas, right? The creator of the trade machine on ESPN. But I'm not convinced at this point that Suchin Gupta will be back. The other administrative note that I can throw out there that Chris Haynes of Yahoo had the other day, I'd heard the same thing. So Omar Wilkes was the agent for Anthony Edwards. Omar mm-hmm. took a job with Fanatics a couple weeks ago, actually more like two months ago. So the steam kick started then that, hey, Anthony Edwards' agent is leaving Clutch Sports, that Anthony inevitably is going to leave Clutch Sports. So, yeah, the paperwork hasn't been officially signed, but Anthony Edwards is changing representation to WME, which is led by former gopher Bill Duffy. Does this change anything? 
when it comes to Anthony Edwards' future, no. I just don't sense it changes one thing whatsoever. He is still going to sign for the most amount of money that he can sign come this summer. That super max, whatever you want to term it, off his rookie deal, that second contract, the Wolves are going to offer him the most money they can offer him. He's not going to turn down. Nobody turns down the max. So in terms of him being locked up, secured with the Wolves for a number of more years, that is going to take place. Uh, Dukes, what can you tell us about Judd's favorite event uh, with Anthony Edwards playing in the World Cup this summer, doing some international (laughs) play, which I'm sure Judd is absolutely thrilled to be glued to his TV, watching on pins and needles when Anthony Edwards inevitably rolls his ankle. Correct. Yes, I know. I saw the headline and I'm like, oh, I can only imagine what Judd is thinking right now. I mean, heck, Judd is just, he's going to like blow up completely if we get the news that Rudy Gobert is playing for France. I'm not sure Rudy is going to play for France. So maybe that's your saving grace that Rudy doesn't play for France this summer. So you can just live with the youngster, Anthony Edwards, playing for Team USA, but you'll be saved. You'll be saved an incredible meltdown because Rudy may bypass playing for Team France. But, yeah, I mean, Anthony, you know, heck, I wouldn't worry about – I mean, think about – he's not that far removed from playing AAU, Declan, right, where he played eight games a weekend practically, right? So I wouldn't necessarily worry about it. To me, it's a good thing from a conditioning standpoint. Sure, is the possibility out there that, you know, something catastrophic could happen or – something relatively minor, but maybe that could linger, like an ankle sprain. Sure, I get that. But Declan, to me, he'd be playing pickup basketball anyway a bunch. He'd be in the gym working with his trainer. You're still working on cutting, all sorts of different things, right? An ankle sprain could happen wherever. So to me, from a conditioning standpoint, I don't mind this whatsoever. He suffered an ankle sprain in a similar uh, practice for a tournament, right? Like a couple of years ago, a couple summers ago. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, he's been banged up some different points. Sure, yeah. right? I mean, you just you play that many minutes, you put that sort of wear and tear on your body, you know, from a usage standpoint, especially on the offensive end. Sure, I mean, it's going to happen. But I'm just saying, like, to me, like, I still think there's more there with his body. Like, he's fine, but I think he can be even better in terms of muscle mass, you know, losing some of that baby fat, right? So, like, to me, if he's going hard for Team USA, cool. Sounds good to me. I don't have a problem with it. All right, let's move on to the Twins, Dukes. And I have well, let me very... give you a couple more on the Wolves. Can I give you a little bit more on yep. the Wolves? Yep, sure, sure, sure. So it's June 14th and 15th. Let me verify that in my phone. Scooby. Uh-oh, Scooby, Scooby going nuts. Scooby. That's he's trying good. to tell you the dates. He gave you the scoop, and now you can't remember. I know. Pissed. Well, no, he's a big Flag Day guy, right? So, right. like. June 14th, he heard me say June 14th, and he's like, okay, it's flag day. He's the, June he's the 14th. So the Wolves are bringing in some free agents for this mini camp, June 14th and 15th. Yep. But some guys have turned it down. So, like, I think the initial idea was a bunch of guys. It may not be that many guys, but the Wolves are bringing in some free agents, including Sharif Cooper, a point guard who has some NBA experience from his time with the Atlanta Hawks. So that's June 14th and 15th. Then they will bring in some prospects for workouts, draft prospects june 16th june 19th it's not like the wolves need to have like last year you know 12 different draft workouts you know they only have that 53rd pick so i know they're bringing in some guys june and 19th the closer we get i can give you some names on that but that will be a busy stretch for the wolves 
June 14th, 15th, 16th, then the 19th. All right, Twin Scoops. Uh, but before we get to those, Twin Scoops are brought to you by my personal friends from Finch Home Solutions. Cody Finch and his team do an outstanding job. And yes, if you think they like the purple, you are exactly right. But they are also your answer for all electrical work that you need done, installation, repair, or any other services. Storm damage, Finch can fix it. Outdoor lighting projects, car chargers, flickering lights, all of it, Finch can fix it. As a person who had firsthand experience with them, I'm going to tell you right now, they are fast, they are efficient, they are courteous, they are professional, they do an outstanding job, and they get the job done. So if you have anything around your house, electrical, don't DIY it, that's a bad idea, call Finch or contact them online, finchhomesolutions.com, 612-357-2604, finchhomesolutions.com. Let Finch handle any electrical needs that you have. FinchHomeSolutions.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. All right, I want to get to uh, the Twins, Dukes, and I want to ask you this question. Why on earth is Max Kepler still a twin right now? He's hitting 192. He looks completely lost. And meanwhile, Larnick is set to go in St. Paul. And Matty Walner continues to rip the cover off the baseball. How are we justifying this? And furthermore, on Sunday, Kepler hit cleanup, which I know that there's guys out right now, but that's still, I, I struggled to, to figure out how Max Kepler was batting fourth and is still here. Yeah, I mean, I was at the game on Sunday. I turned to Droogie pregame, and I'm like, well, you were in the pretty seats, right? We were way up in section 332. Row 13. I survived two innings. It was Little League Day at Target Field on Sunday. I survived two innings in that sweltering heat. And, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we eventually moved uh, locations. But, yeah, you were in the pretty boy seats in the press box, or maybe you were in the Legends Club. I don't know. But you were somewhere fancy, maybe the Champions Club, for all I know. So, yeah, I was trying to wave to you. We were way up there. I was waving down to you, but you never never saw me. But I turned to Droogie pregame, and I said, okay, uh uh-oh, Alex Kirilov is sick. He's been scratched. Kyle Garlick now in the lineup. What the heck is this lineup? This is like a triple-A lineup. Okay, Jorge Polanco, no, but you get my point that the lineup on Sunday was dreadful. Then, lo and behold, late in the game, there's Alex Kirilov in the on-deck circle. He got better as the game went on. He's there to pinch hit. I'm thinking, how the heck did you not pinch hit him for Max Kepler? They let Kepler bat there. I'm like, what are you doing? I know. It made... No sense. How do you have Alex Kepler and uh, Alex Kirloff in a tight game waiting in the on-deck circle? I had no problem with Willie Castro batting, but I'm thinking, with uh-huh. Max, what the heck? Judd, he just hasn't been the same since he came off the injured list. 
from the hamstring injury. So I can't help but wonder if the hamstring issue, which can linger, is still lingering. But even before the hamstring issue, I mean, the numbers have been down going back, I mean, however long you want to go back, multiple years. He has a $10 million club option for next year. We know the Twins are not exercising that club option. It's a $1 million buyout. They're going to exhaust this a bit longer, Judd, but it's trending in the direction of you just you have to DFA him at some point here in the near future, whether it's Larnick or Walner, get one of those guys up. Walner would be the guy to me just based on, yes, small sample size, but what he did, you know, for that stretch before he got sent down and him not pouting, going down to St. Paul and performing at a very high level last week in Buffalo. So to me, they need to make the move, but there's no sense that that move is like on the verge of happening. Maybe eventually, but like I just don't sense. I was with Derek Falvey the other day. I just I I don't sense that they're ready name to drop board quite yet. I know name, name oh, yeah, drop. Name I was drop, with Derek Falvey there. You yeah. said I was in the Pretty Boy seats. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, hey, I'm versatile. I'm all over the place, right? I can be in the Champions Club hanging with Derek Falvey pregame yeah, on Friday, and on Sunday, guess what? I can be up in 332 row 13 where Giancarlo Stanton used to hit home runs during the 2014 home run derby. But yeah, like I don't sense that a move is is on the cusp. I love that bobblehead. It I really said, do. Those, said, well, you're invoked those watching us on YouTube. Friend. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's one of the all-timers right there. You've got dozens upon dozens of bobbleheads, but I'm not quite sure any touched that one. That Joe Ryan bobblehead, not bad on Saturday, by the way. I really like that Joe Ryan bobblehead. But yeah, I love that bobblehead. But the I'm just telling you, are, there's, just, there's no sense. We can lay out right now. the case, right? The numbers speak for themselves, right? You know, we all thought preseason, okay, this this ban on the shift would somehow benefit right. Max Kepler greatly. Right. No, he doesn't hit the ball hard enough mm-hmm. to that side of the field enough for the shift ban to make this big-time difference. You know, if you want to look at some of the other numbers, him barreling up the ball right, that maybe there's some bad luck, batting average balls in play. But you know what? Over the course of multiple years, right. there's so much of a sample size. At some point, you have to say, you know what? It's not bad luck. That's just who you are, mm-hmm. right? So we know that Kepler is not going to be a twin in 2024. So why not what will happen eventually happen immediately? So I'm saying it could eventually happen here sooner rather than later. But I'm just telling you right now, I just don't sense the Twins are on the cusp of of making the move. Maybe relatively soon, but not like right this second. I would still circle back to Miami. Miami at different points has had interest in Max Kepler. Miami is, what, about the same record as the Twins. The two sides have, have obviously completed a transaction before very recently, mm-hmm. right? Why not see – you'd have to eat some of the money at this point, but why not see if you could get something from Miami – why not see if there's still a trade out there to happen with Max? Uh, Dukes, what is the future here with uh, with Jorge Lopez, who has just been fighting it over the last um, six games or so? I tweeted out some stats. Opponents are slashing 526, 654, 1474. For those uh, St. Cloud math at home, that's a OPS of over 2,000. I saw you caught up with him, obviously, over the weekend, too, before that uh, Cleveland Indians or Guardian season uh, uh, series started, excuse me. What's the plan with Jorge Lopez? I know they're not going to just outright release him, but, man, he's fighting through it, and the Twins obviously have to count on this guy uh, to eat up some innings in the bullpen. Yeah, definitely not releasing him. He can't be optioned, right? Like sending him to St. Paul to fix what's ailing him, that's not an option. 
you know, could you invent some sort of fake injury at some point? But we're not quite there yet. Declan, control has been an issue. Pete Mackey's a very capable pitching coach. We've seen that now. Remember the surprise when when he took over for Wes Johnson last year, then we thought in the winter, you know, would they really truly keep Pete Mackey? Well, they did. And you look at the starters, you look at other success stories, you're like, okay, Pete Mackey knows what the heck he's doing. So it's on him, you know, the other pitching gurus, Josh Kalk, others in that organization to to figure out what's go, going on. But like velocity-wise, the velocity's fine, right? You know, some location issues. He's given up more home runs. We know the numbers, more home runs already this year than he gave up all of last year. But yeah, they're certainly not ready to cut the cord, but like you think about as we get closer to is the official trade deadline, is it July 31 or August 1? Judd, do you know the exact date? I think it's August 1 again. Okay, so yeah, August 1. So as we trend toward August 1, heck, they've already done some work on Araldis Chapman, right? We know the Royals are going to sell, right? And and Araldis, like, why would you hold on to him? So the Royals, inevitably, to me, are going to trade Araldis Chapman. Every team can use another reliever, even if the Twins' bullpen is in a good spot on July 15th. Right, let's say things turn around here the next month or so. You can still use a reliever, right? So why not try to get something done sooner rather than later? I did talk to Falvey about that the other day. He said, hey, you know, the seed planting is is underway, but you know, a lot of teams are still trying to evaluate. Are we sellers or can we hold this thing out for a bit longer? But like we know the Royals are sellers. Like there's no debate on the right. Royals, right? right? And so you know, why not try to, you know, be proactive here, go make a move for a reliever. So that would be something I would keep an eye on. Maybe not necessarily that just one name. Of course, there's going to be some other names, but like they could, they could make a move and bring somebody else in and use Jorge Lopez. Maybe like you use, you know, Emilio Pagan in some lower leverage type situations that Griffin Jacks has been better of late that maybe Griffin and Jorge swap roles, you know, give Jorge some lower leverage type situations, build up the confidence. I'm telling you, the velo is still really, really good, right? So it's some control, but then when he is throwing it over the strike zone, you know, over the plate, you know, just some location type issues. But, like, there's still a pretty good arm there to work with. So, you know, it's a it's a blip. You know, I still think there's a pretty good pitcher there, right? And so, like, they're just they're, they're going to continue to work with him and, and see, you know, where it goes. but. Like, Declan, they're not ready to, you know, do anything drastic when it comes to Jorge Lopez. Final scoops, Dukes. But before you get to those, Declan, um, when you elect to go to a golf course, to relax, to have some fun, what golf course do you choose? I, I go to the Meadows at Mystic Lake, and much to uh, Doogie's disbelief, this was the one-take putt that he never uh, never believes <laughs> me. That only took me one take. I I, I tell everyone else, Dukes, this uh, plus 22 handicap, you put me on camera, and apparently – I can make putts like that at the Meadows at Mystic Lake. You can uh, book those tee times, golfthemeadows.com to do so. You can also enjoy a cold one. Finally, it's summertime. Why don't you uh, go get a nice beer and enjoy yourself at the Meadows Bar and Grill. Go check out their pro shop as well. And with uh, Father's Day coming up, go get them a gift card. How about that, huh? Get you and your old man out there, play a round of golf. Go to golfthemeadows.com to secure those tee times. Final scoop, sir. Go ahead. So Leonard Floyd ends up with the Buffalo Bills. Just as I said weeks ago, the Vikings just, they were never in on Leonard Floyd. So you think about that Rams connection, but just nothing was ever going on there. But hey, good addition for the Buffalo Bills. The Twins hosted a pre-draft workout in Southern California over the weekend. About 25-ish guys 
We're there. The Major League Baseball draft starts on July 9th. The Twins have two picks in the top 35, pick five, pick 34, 33, something like that. But these were guys that were more day two, day three type selections. We're talking, you know, fifth round, eighth round, ninth round type guys. But the Twins hosted this big workout. It was about half high schoolers, maybe even a little bit more than than half high schoolers, plus some college guys, about 25 players total. All right. Thanks, Dukes. We appreciate it, man. Okay. See you, boys. See you I'll see you in Egan in a little bit, Judd. See ya. We'll bond again. Judd and Doogie kicking ass, taking bond. names at TCO. Trying to avoid Kevin O'Connell, uh, you know, chirping them for taking too much of, of uh, a video. We're all buddies. Well, all it's friends. all, as to quote Darren, it's all kumbaya out there. That's that's, all he say. loves that one. That's uh, that's on the bingo card. Kumbaya. You can always, it's you can a always count on one. Can always count term. on a kumbaya reference from Dukes. Hit that subscribe button for Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment. Head on over to Purple Daily, too. Judd will be at camp. And then, programming note, we'll have a full-strength show with Mackie, Judd, and myself at around 4 p.m. Central today. But we will also give you another episode of Purple Daily in your feed. So if you get in your lunch break and whatnot, you have at least something in there as well. Uh, so hit that subscribe button. Stay tuned for that as well. And write that down Wednesday, tomorrow, a little accountability session. We'll see what came off the board. We'll see what bad beats can top mine. Nothing can top my bad beat, actually. Rhetorical question from last week. Go check that out next uh, tomorrow on Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd.